Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, truth seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasden. Welcome back out of the boxers. I'm so excited about today's show. I'm Christine Blasdale, and we have a very special guest today. We are going to be talking about burnout, how you can avoid it if you've got it, what to do about it uh, with my very, very special guest, Pooja Agarwal, who is a who is not only a life coach, but also a brain doctor. And she is a professional life coach and certified and board certified neurologist. And here's a new word that we learned. I'll put it up in, in big lights. Epileptologist. Yes. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Epileptologist. He's your okay. doctor. Okay. Thanks. And, and you be, and this is awesome because you yourself were suffering from burnout being a physician and got some coaching and said, you know what? Uh, I think I want to do this and help other people. Talk about your journey a little bit, will you, please? Yeah, yeah. So I started practicing medicine in um, 2012 after residency. You know, we're, being a resident, you're overworked, and that just you think of that as a normal part of residency. And then you think, well, after residency, it's going to get better. I have more control over my schedule, and you know, but that doesn't always happen. So I signed on to new job. I was working 14 hour or 14 weeks a year on call. I was giving a lot. I was not sleeping at all, like three to four hours a night. And that was interrupted sleep. I was getting calls from the hospitals to read something called EEGs or electroencephalograms and um, getting calls from patients at night. And if you imagine for like one week to do that, that's difficult. Sometimes I was on call for two weeks at a time. So that's back to back call. So to go through and do that for two weeks at a time was so difficult. You know, I had difficulty focusing. I couldn't focus at work. I couldn't focus at home. I wasn't uh, making mistakes, not paying bills on time. It was just so, I had so much difficulty with my attention. And I I was married. I had two little kids and I was not giving them my attention because every time I'd come home, I'd be thinking about work. I'd be thinking about, well, did I make a mistake with this patient or that patient? I was more irritable. Um, I was, like I said, having difficulty sleeping. And then I was just had this sense of loneliness. I'm like, what's going on with me? Why am I like this? I felt so alone. And this was a few years ago before burnout became a buzzword. It wasn't until really, I think with the the pandemic and the last couple of years that people are more in tune with burnout and actually became a medical diagnosis by the World Health Organization two years ago, or actually three years ago now in 2019. And it's basically chronic workplace stress that's not managed well. And now it's just, people are much more aware of it. And I decided to become a certified coach because I actually received coaching myself and it helped me to become much more of an optimist and more mindful. It really helped me to realize that the way I was looking at things was very pessimistic and that I can change my mindset, look at things in a different way. And really for me, that was life-changing. And, and so much of it. And I mean, this, this is the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs, right? And so as an entrepreneur, as someone who has a business or who's a professional, either physician or coach, we tend to uh, have to do a lot of things. We're spinning a lot of plates. Um, I know as a lot of entrepreneurs and even myself, 
I am not only working on getting clients and making sure that they're satisfied and happy and, and all that, but I'm also trying to make sure that the home is still okay, that my relationship with my wife is good, that I get to at least say hello to my kids, uh, and also putting all those different hats on, right? So I may be a great coach when it comes to motivation and multimedia, but I've also got to think about doing social media, creating, you know, uh, promotionals, emailing people, all these things that I'm not super great at, but I have to do. And so the stress of doing things that maybe we're not that super wonderful at, does that also add to the, a little bit to that burnout? I think that that definitely can. Um, And I have to say, um, being an entrepreneur is definitely something that's new for me. I started that last year or so. So social media, sending out emails, getting a website, all of that was difficult. But actually, one thing I realized is outsourcing helps. You have less on you and you delegate. Delegate. delegate, Delegate. (laughs) That really helps. And, you know, being the endeavor, the new endeavor to take on being an entrepreneur is something that I'm actually enjoying. And what I do is I set aside time specifically to do that. So I feel like for me, making a schedule to, you know, I need an hour this day to do social media. I need an hour this day to do this really helps me versus just kind of piling on whenever I get the time or think I have the time and making that time for that self-care, that exercise, that eating healthy, that time alone or self-reflection is very important. Also, scheduling, penciling that time, that one hour, that half an hour, whatever it is, is very important. You know, you you said something uh, really important and I, and I, second it by saying delegate yes delegate so here's the issue with um i would say with a lot of especially women who uh, are entrepreneurs or who are professionals in their field and they've got pretty much a heavy workload already right uh i know that delegating responsibilities and 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 things to get done is probably the smartest thing to do to take that off of your plate so that you don't you don't suffer from burnout. But as many of us who are, I'm not going to say I'm a control freak, but I'll say it. I'm a control freak. I'm a a producer of 20 something years. And so I always uh, think ahead. I think if there's a problem, I think if something goes wrong, what to do and backup, backup, backup. And to delegate that, to hand something over to someone else, is this an issue? Is this just my, me and my issue? Or did you have a little bit of a difficulty delegating anything? <laughs> or is it just me? I definitely had difficulty. But the thing that I found is if I try to do everything myself, I was making it difficult for myself. I was burning out. When I found that I, you know, I had to find people that were trusted. I tried to get referrals from other entrepreneurs or other physicians. And so at least I knew somebody was, had been used before and they did a good job. So that's the way I, I found people to delegate. And um, that was so beneficial for me because then I could do what I needed to do otherwise, spend that time with myself, spend time with my family and do other things in life besides, you know, the, you know, tech is something that I don't really enjoy. So outsourcing that, uh, that editing and all of that website was really helpful for me. And I don't think you're alone in that. I think every, you know, I think females can be, or even other males can be perfectionists, but I think really delegating outsourcing is key as an entrepreneur. Well, yes. And especially those things that are, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I have to outsource because I can, I do not know that much about, I created my own website uh, design wise and copy. I was fine with, I like the minimalist 
minimalistic look of it and everything and the navigation. But when it comes to SEO or search engine optimization, which is you could be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And if people don't know how to find you, don't know you exist, do you really exist? So I know for me that I have to outsource that because it's the same thing. I wouldn't open up the trunk or the hood of my car and start trying to tinker with my car, I would take it to a mechanic. So, so that's important. So that's a good tip. Okay. So um, what other, what other tips can you give, uh, you know, and again, uh, not just, you know, especially women in high pressured uh, professions, but also, you know, women who happen to be moms and to balance that home family, make you checking in on the kids, teenagers, um, all of that, what kind of tips can you give our wonderful listeners and viewers that are on YouTube um, on how to balance life and to avoid that burnout? Yeah, so I'm a mom of two. So I understand I have a seven year old and a six year old. So I understand balancing work, home life, kids and everything like that. So the one tip that I really recommend is at the beginning of the week, writing down what your priorities are, what you have to do and actually making a schedule and setting aside time for, you know, spending time with the kids for that self-care or for exercise or whatever it is and sticking to that schedule and following through. And when you create that habit of making a schedule every week and following through with it, it becomes a habit. So our brains respond to habit or to automation. And they say it takes about, you know, 14 to 21 days for a brain to change or form new neural pathways for a habit. And then actually for that habit to become something that's automated or with that something that we do automatically about one to two months. So when we do that, when we make a schedule and follow through and set that time aside for the kids and with ourselves or whatever it is, and we follow through consistently, then that becomes a habit. You do it every every week. You can do it on Sunday night or Monday morning. So that, that's one thing that I recommend. <clears throat> Two is really putting in that time to, or scheduling that time for self-care. Spending, you know, half an hour alone, 15 minutes at it alone, whatever it is, is so helpful. And, you know, just try to clear your mind. Um, meditation, which I love to do, helps me clear my mind. And actually, they've, the studies have shown that meditation really helps to build new neural pathways and helps you manage your emotions much better. Yes, I've, I've, I've heard that. And also, um, well, I have a dear friend who does, she's an incredible singer and she does yogic mantras. She takes traditional yogic mantras and brings them, recreates them with the beautiful music. And she sings like an angel. And she was saying that this, they've been doing studies at UCLA uh, about with the yogic mantras and just listening to it, having it even in the background, how it changes, it can change your heart rate. It can change your, um, your level of, of, you know, of depression, all those things are doing more studies and sleep as well. Um, it, it helps. So, so like meditation, um, maybe playing those yoga mantras, exercise, getting out oxygen. Well, you're a brain doctor, so you're a brain doctor. So oxygen, tell us what does oxygen do to the brain? (laughs) So oxygen, you get oxygen through the blood, to, uh, through the blood vessels to your brain and different parts of your body. You need that oxygen to function, to live. Your cells need it to uh, do all the different processes that they do and to get that CO2 out of your body and that, that you breathe out. So oxygen, you need that to live. Um, and so oxygen, getting outside. You know, a lot of people nowadays are stuck inside. We're afraid to go out because of COVID. Which I understand, but just even going outside going for a walk, you know, is very important. 
instead of being stuck inside. Being outside is so helpful for our minds and for our overall health. And also, I know just because I'm I'm on the computer like so many hours, and I'm editing, I'm recording, I'm creating, I'm doing my website, doing all those things. And also, I know for our vision, when you go outside and you're go you're 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 looking far away, you're looking at different things, you're trying to, you're having to adjust your eyes. It's also very good for your eyes. And that good old sunlight is also good for your having that sunlight come into your eyes. Don't look directly at the sun, obviously people, but, (laughs) but I know that that's something that's really good for you and it can increase those endorphins and make you feel good. Uh, For me, I like to go by the ocean or if it's not freezing, I like to jump in the water, go into the um, the ocean for those, I think they're negative ions. The negative ions in the salt water make me feel good, make me feel positive. The negative makes me feel positive. So that's my, that's my little thing I do. Um, another thing, and I, and I think we hinted around at it a little bit, um, and I know there's been major studies on this, the importance of getting enough sleep, getting enough rest. And this is something that for those of us who can border on burnout or who are on full burnout, getting a full night's rest, a restful night's sleep is something that can be a challenge. Do you have any recommendations for people on how they can, oh, how they can get a better night's uh, rest and and how many hours sleep should somebody be getting them, you know, so they, they're healthy? Yeah. So not everybody requires the same amount of sleep, um, but I do in general and in, in medicine recommend around seven hours of sleep. Um, again, that could be a little bit less, a little bit more depending upon the person, um, but seven hours of sleep and good solid sleep. So what I really recommend, and this is actually something that I coach on is when you are trying to get a good night's sleep, that you go to bed at the same time every day, including the weekends. And that may be something a lot of people don't want to do. You want to go out on the weekends But if you're having difficulty with sleep, then you're going to continue to have that difficulty with sleep until you actually get your sleeping patterns and habits um, in such a power in a automated way, then you're going to continue to have those problems. So if you go to bed the same time every day, wake up the same time every day. And really, there is something that we call the time in bed or time in sleep to time in bed ratio. So you should be sleeping most of the time you're in bed. And you should, shouldn't be um, laying in bed for an hour trying to fall asleep. If you can't fall asleep within the first few minutes of getting into bed, you get up, go outside of your bed, 15 minutes, come back in and keep on doing that. And again, uh, this is, again, something that I coach on. Getting those sleep patterns also helps your brain to know that when you get into bed, you need to go to sleep instead of staying awake. Right. It's time to go to sleep. You know, what's so funny is that when I was little, um, in order to get me to go to sleep, I would have, I'd have to have somebody read me a story. Right. And then as I got a little bit older, I would have to I would be in bed and, and reading a little kid's book and that would help me go to sleep because it's a story. What happened is that when I was in school and I had to read, I would be reading and I would start to go get sleepy. <laughs> that and also having class, having anything right after lunch, like right after a meal. Oh. That is, that is difficult. I think I had French class right after lunch and I could not stay awake to save my life. Um, but that's like a personal story. Okay. Um, so, so the transition, so from being 
you know, a, a brain doctor and then um, and then being a light. Are you you're doing both at the same time at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, actually. So I do um, research or clinical trials. I uh, still see patients somewhat and then I do the coaching. So I actually I do all of that. And what and what would you say the majority of your clients are? Are they also like women in like difficult professions or like high, high education professions? Yeah. So a lot of them are high achieving female professionals yeah. do, you know, credential chasing perfectionists, you know, <laughs> ones that I need to get that other degree, or I need to get this other credential. I need to be on all these committees and I need to do all this stuff and chase all these things to feel fulfilled or whole. But then when you do all that, you feel empty. It's not like getting, you keep on getting that degree or being on that extra committee. It doesn't, it doesn't really help you. You actually lose yourself and that's what contributes to burnout. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I know of someone who has like all these initials after their name, you know, like a lot of initials after their name. And, uh, and I, and I worry because I, I know that she's doing so much and I'm, I'm a little, I was worried about her getting burned out. Um, but I found that she's, she said she's moving to, uh, she's going to be moving to Maui. And I think she's like putting oh, wow. the brakes on, putting the brakes on like overachieving, doing too much and then going to that island. Oh, have you been to Maui before? Have I've not been to Maui. I've been to Kauai and uh, Oahu. Okay. So Hawaii. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the heart chakra of the planet. It, for me, that's the place that, I mean, I would really love to, to be. Um, I'll visit as much as I can, but I told my wife too. I said, when I die or think I, you think I'm going to die, you know, I'm dying. Take me to Maui, take me to Hawaii so that I can be happy. Um, let's give out your, let's give out your website. Cause and it's a great, great website uh, name, zenfulbrain.com. Congratulations on that. I like that. Zenfulbrain.com. We'll make sure that we put it in the show notes so people can uh, check you out. And um, Pooja, you, you had an, a really beautiful offer for our, our listeners and viewers of out of the box. Yes. So actually, um, I think the, the link will be provided, but it's a free yes. discovery session with me, a one-on-one coaching session. And then you can uh, schedule it through the um, link that's provided. And then hopefully I'll, your listeners will join. I'd be excited to have them. That's, and that's, it's really generous because I know as someone who does um, complimentary strategy sessions for my coaching, that's, that's a, it's a time commitment. And so it is a very generous offer of your time and highly valuable, darling. So, so if people want to uh, make sure that we have the link in the show notes, if people want to check you out and just learn a little bit more about you and how you can help them in their lives, please folks definitely check out the links that are in the show notes and contact Pooja. Um, I just, I want to thank you so very much. Any last words you have for our audience? Yes. So one of my uh, mantras I actually created myself was live the zenful life, live your life to the fullest, get zen in your life. However you need it. You are your priority. Put yourself first. Absolutely. Because what is that th- saying? Like uh, when you're on an airplane, you have to give the oxygen to yourself first before first. you, because you need to be functioning before you can give to other people. Correct. Well. You need to put on your mask first before you put on anybody else's socks. That's <laughs> right. And that's said from a brain doctor, folks. <laughs> Thank you so very much for being on the show today. Um, you're welcome back anytime. And I just, um, I appreciate your time so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
And thank you, wonderful listeners and viewers on YouTube. Hey, if you don't haven't seen the show on YouTube and seen our my beautiful guests that I have in full color and myself, please check us out on YouTube. You can subscribe there. And as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box. Bye for now. <laughs>